0: Hey, everybody. Hey, everybody. Welcome, welcome, welcome to Carbonite Bounty BS, the show where we are going to talk about Disney's The Mandalorian. I'm Hitch. I'm
1: D.P. I'm Ken.
0: And uh, we are going to talk to you today about our expectations for the upcoming season of The Mandalorian, which is going to be Season 2. I am very excited. But before we get to the fun stuff, which is talking about what we think is going to happen... I want to hear from my good pal, DP, and I want to hear what he has to say about where we can be found. DP
1: Nerdcyclopedia.com, people. If we didn't say it one time, we said it many times. Make sure you go there to search all our social media social media yeah. links <laughs> uh, at Nerdcyclopedia. All right. We're on Twitter. We are on Facebook. We are on Instagram. Basically anywhere on social media, we are there. Um, make sure that you are listening to our podcast all over the podcast realm on Apple Music or Apple Podcasts, um, Spotify, uh, iHeartRadio, anywhere that you listen to your favorite podcast, tune in. We are there. And also, if you're feeling feeling good and feeling generous, make sure you're leaving us some feedback Ooh. at nerds at nerdcyclopedia.com. We love the feedback, and we love your comments. Also, you're watching us on YouTube. Make sure that you're subscribing, telling your friends, sharing. All right, all that good <laughs> stuff. And making sure you're hitting that notifications, you know. Wherever. The, the, the Just click, click all over the screen, make, the whole screen. Click all over the screen. Make sure that um you want to get notified every time we come on. All right? That's right. We
0: want you want to hear from us, and that is uh, DP DP Brown, my partner in crime. He's the best at telling you where to find us in the business. All right. So now that you know that <laughs> stuff, and now that you uh, you probably remember all the crap we've been talking about, yeah, uh, it's been you know it, this has been an interesting an interesting amount of time has passed. In the world since the last time we talked about, yeah, about yeah. uh,
1: we, we pioneered the zoom, thing, I know, you know, the split screen, you know, we were doing it before they started doing it this year, okay, yeah, all
0: right, so so we are so we are here, we're remote, and we we learned how to do all this like a year in advance, so we did good, all <laughs> right, so so let's start, uh, Ken, let's start with yeah. you because you have come, uh, in cosplay, which I respect, I do respect that, uh, Kendo, the Kendo. Um, why don't you tell us what you're looking forward to? Like, if there was one thing this, this season that you're looking forward to the most, what would it be?
2: Where the child belongs. Ooh.
0: That Ooh. is a good one.
2: Because the whole thing is, I have to get him back to his people. Mm. Even the, the other Mandalorians are saying, you have to take him back to where he belongs. So isn't that going to open up a huge can of worms like where did he come from mm.
0: Now that is an and that is an interesting thing in in the uh the canon of Star Wars because one of the things that has been uh the most fiercely guarded canonical secret is what species are the Yodai?
2: Exactly
0: so interesting, interesting to see that. How about you, DP? What are, what are you looking forward to the most in the things you've seen, like upcoming or you, that you're expecting from this season?
1: Yeah, so um, I'm, I'm, I can't wait to see Kara Dune again because I always love looking mm-hmm. at her. You know, she's always a, a pleasure to the eye every time she comes on screen. Um, Want to see more grief. You know, I mean, he's always a good, you know, a, a comedic, you know, um, <laughs> just the way he talks and everything, and the way he carries himself on screen—it's it's a pleasure yeah. to see. But the thing I wanted to see the most is more Moff Gideon. Oh mm-hmm. my goodness, this guy here—he came bursting on the scene as if he just commanded. He just has such a really great commanding presence, mm-hmm. and he has the 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 great um, Black Saber. Yes. So we, we found out a little bit about that, you know, in the animated um and animated you know shows and everything and now we actually get to see it in live action. Yeah. So um of course it's going to be canon because you know the same writers from those shows are on you know on this show. So I'm looking very forward to seeing the origins or could continue you know continuation of how he got the um, the black saber.
0: It's interesting to see where they're going with this because in the um, in the cartoons there's this whole subplot about the black saber being a Mandalorian uh, Jedi's product. So the that sword that um, that Moff Gideon has at the end of season one is a specific relic tied to the Mandalorian culture, which is fleshed out in those cartoons. And we have, and on good word, no, uh, you know, we're not breaking any embargoes because Disney is not doesn't give it anything, any craps about us, so they don't care. We don't have any advanced info. But that being said, it looks like we're gonna get some special stars from the universe of. The cartoons, uh, including Katie Sackhoff from Battlestar Galactica, is rumored. Oh, um, right. Rosario Dawson's rumored to show up as one of the main Clone Wars characters. Um, ah. uh, so there's some exciting stuff. I don't want to get into spoil the plot stuff with these, but they're actors, so you can say their names. It's okay. You'd recognize okay. them, right? you recognize those guys.
1: Those right, right, right. right.
0: Um, I'm excited to see how the the size and scope of this series has, the, has basically it has earned the right to explode in scope, right? This, this has by dint of like the, the theory of evolution become the main pathway, like the main star Wars product in the Disney universe.
1: Yeah. Yeah. yeah, It's, it's, so I would say that, um, it's a, it's a, it's a bouncing off point, Mm. you know, it's a, a way to like, um, reboot, I mean, cause, because you had a lot of people who really didn't like the um the the last Star Wars film. You got a lot of people who did, so it was a mixed bag with the uh, um with uh, the fandom and stuff. But universally, everyone loved the Mandalorian, you know. So it's a way to, you know, come you know come in this come look at this show as a jumping off point for people who are wanting to jump on to the Star you know Star Wars bandwagon and a way to um keep the, the ones that are currently into it, you know, really, you know, just keep the train moving.
0: Now, Ken, what do you think about, about what what that means that this is the flagship product of the Star Wars universe? What what does it mean that the the Skywalker saga is over and now we're we're on to this show? Well
2: they They've taken the uh, they they're getting back to the roots of the whole thing. I mean, Mandalorian is 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 dirty. It's uh, crusty. They're it's a it's a fallen empire. It's a fallen society trying to pull itself up by its bootstraps. Like Rogue One had a lot of that element. A New Hope Empire. I mean, it just has that feel. The whole thing. Um, plus, everyone likes spin-offs. Everyone... <laughs> stories, you know, think of Happy Days and more
1: community. <laughs> <laughs> everyone, where did that, and that show had like about four or five spin-offs. Happy what Days is book. still spinning
0: off shows. <laughs> I, I, mean, I mean, honestly, there was, they made a, Scott, Scott Bale got a vehicle out of that show. You know what I mean? That's uh, a, Yeah,
2: uh, Joni loves yeah. Chachi. So, you know, this is, this is a great formula. They've taken a, a solid character, you know species right. whatever um and really developed a great uh a great place and they they've got this like dirty just really unrefined junky feel to the whole thing but with style and, yeah. and i think that's it's just it's legit it's like it's down man it's like where we need to be right
1: now in this time <laughs> with star wars yeah, yeah. Just take, take it back to the roots and everything. Even with the trailer, mm. the first thing that jumped out at me was like the first shot when, um, you know, the ship was coming right into the screen. You know, they had the opening shot of like the planet and everything. Ship was coming into the screen. It looked like it was made from like the 70s as far as the way. And I think they did that on purpose as far as the way the... um. Uh, the special effects of that shot was because they could have did it a lot clearer. They could have did it a lot, you know, cleaner and smoother. But it just gave that right feel of being a classic. This is what um, I think they want us to feel with this. Like you know, Ken said, um, making us feel um, more, um, taking it back to the roots.
0: I absolutely agree. I think what the Mandalorian does that the other products, the Star Wars products that have I've liked less have not done is, is the Mandalorian captures like you said, Ken, and like you said, uh, DP, that original Star Wars spirit. Because, remember, uh, A New Hope doesn't have a whole lot of, of Jedi, you know, philosophy and a lot of monk stuff. It's mostly a space, like, escape epic, you know what I mean? It's a Western. And The Mandalorian captures that in a way that, you know, the subsequent Star Wars stuff has gone into a different direction. I don't even want to say it's... I don't want to say better or worse... I want to say it changed, it evolved over time to become more philosophical and to be less, you know, less of like a serial, less of a Saturday serial. And what The, what right. the Mandalorian does very well is it is that sort of, you know, a story that feels like you could run alongside A New Hope. You know what I mean? Right. And, and that is, a, in my opinion, what links Rogue One and The Mandalorian and um, A New Hope together. Now, it's interesting. Here's the interesting thing, because, you know, uh, Boba Fett was the first, like, extra thing <laughs> that got added to Star Wars, right?
1: Right. Because right.
0: he was he debuted in, in the Christmas special. I think it's... The
1: infamous Christmas special.
0: Absolutely. Mm-hmm. It's so interesting, because it's almost like if you gave them a...
2: Hey, still, oh, you still owe me a check for that.
1: Hey, <laughs> hey, oh.
0: But it's like, what, what if they went back and just dropped, like, this series instead, right? Like what if this series occupied (laughs) that place in the canon? So you know the empire is gonna fall.
1: Oh, Oh, you know the empire is gonna
0: fall now. You don't know exactly the mechanism, but there's some weird stuff. More like so it's this is where it feels like it fits spiritually in the canon to me. It's it's alongside those really great sort of capery, you know, um, lived in rough pioneer esque like we're out here and we there's no safety net where we're operating on this um, planet, right? Uh,
1: right. These
0: are the things about uh, Star Wars that I think are really great. And it's great to see that you can make a really excellent Star Wars show with minimal, like Jedi sort of stuff, right? I know there's the child, but if you pull the child out of this, I think you still have a really good show. Yes.
1: Agreed. Yeah yeah they um they even mentioned it a little bit of that in the trailer i know we're not really getting in any spoilers yeah. or anything like that but i'm sure like a lot of our viewers who are watching this you know saw the trailer so they're giving us little bits of teasers that you know the jedi is mentioned um so i don't know how much of that we're going to see you know hopefully not too much mm-hmm. but just enough just to you know whet our appetites
0: how much how much can for you like, like how much Jedi is, is enough Jedi in this show and how much would be
2: too much? Too, too much would be if they introduced a main character, uh, other than the child, which, which we don't even, I mean, you don't really know what, how powerful it is yet. Really? I mean, it's pretty, it's pretty, pretty powerful, but you know, we don't really know much about it, but if they brought another one in and then had, cause right at this point the Jedi are gone their fire has gone out from the galaxy that's it they're they've been extinguished so if they started bringing a whole bunch of jedi back i don't well, know well
0: here's where it is in the canon it's after it's after um episode 6 so it's after the battle of endor which means that there are jedi right. there's at least one or least I'm sorry I'm sorry we take that back because of course the prequel the sequel trilogy exists there are two jedi luke and leia at least so yeah, at least. So here we're operating and we know that at some point Luke is going to have an academy somewhere because that's where Ben is. So we, so yeah. we know that there are these two things that are sort of happening at the same time where the empire is collapsing and Luke is rebuilding the Jedi order and this this child fits in somewhere because the Jedi are they're they're coalescing again around Luke Skywalker. The most famous man in the galaxy? the most famous man in the galaxy.
2: Yeah, I guess you can't avoid a a budget Jedi in the Star Wars universe, but I think they want to stay away from really overloading us with it. You know, I don't mind. Yeah. Here and there, I don't want to. I don't want it to. I
1: want it to focus mostly on the Mandalorian. Yeah. Let's just keep it there. Yeah, they they have a simple story. He's trying to deliver, you know, the child. He's trying to deliver the child. So he has just a simple mission. So they and he's basically, um, just having adventures on the way, like a, like a Western would, you know, he's going from town to town, you know, um, eating, you know, whether he's at a bar or, you know, he's, you know, meeting, you know, different people along the way, um, having made possible romance or whatever may possibly not alongside of him is a child that he's just carrying. And he, and his, his thing, you know, he's been decreed for not um, leaving the child or having the child ever leave. So um, they are bonded; they are tied together, you know. So which was a great thing that they they um, they ended off with last season. So these these two, the child and Mando, you know, they they are one and the same.
0: I absolutely agree. I think for me, when I realized this show was going to be special instead of really good, and I, and I think that there's a, there's a big designation there. But when Mando goes back for the child. When he does that, that's when for me this show takes takes itself into a new dimension. Because we already know this is a very selfish character, like a certain um smuggler we bought we all know that I like a lot. Uh he's this very selfish <laughs> character, he's a bounty hunter, and we see him opening up and doing the right thing based on this honor code that to be a bounty hunter, he has to be he has to be violating. Right? I mean that that's just it's, it's just right. the bounty hunting is not the same thing as as fighting fair, <laughs> fighting, like fighting with honor. Um, let me, let me ask you this, Ken, what would you say? What was it about the first season? What moment specifically made you realize this was like a really special show?
2: Well, I think, I think we, we actually talked about this, the, the, the scene with all the Mandalorian, right? I mean, that was like, Wow. You know, because, you know, you read about them. They were mentioned in, in various points in, like, you guys talk about the canon or in the trade paperbacks and the offshoot stories yeah. and the Dark Horse Bounty Hunter series. You sort of heard about armies of these Mandalorian, and, and all just to see them, Yeah, that was that. I knew that moment. Um, also, the IG-88 uh, battle, too. I mean that was that was great. Yeah. I mean those two moments obviously they were in different mm-hmm. episodes, but that really made it for me. I mean that was like yeah, this is great. I'm in I'm I'm invested in this for sure.
0: How about you, DP? What what would be the moment? Maybe the standout moment for you for the first season? The moment you were like, wow, this is a this is even more than I thought it was going to be.
1: Uh, I would have to say um, the appearance of, like, you know, was, was probably just going to be my favorite character, Month Gideon. You know, his appearance, you know, his, um, his command of the screen. And when you get Giancarlo um, in anything, you know, he just has a presence that just takes over. Mm-hmm. And we're going to see him as, like, you know, the um, if he ends up being, like, the big bad of, uh, of this season, um, he really made an impression on me as far as how far this show could go. You know? um and still maintain it's like you know um uh, if you want to call it grounded you know just being a grounded show and everything
0: hmm. i think it's it's an excellent show that works on so many different levels this is a show and i'll say that my dad watches this show he's not as super into star wars i never really was but he watches the show because he like westerns. so like we would watch like the man who shot liberty valance you know what i mean and um and, uh, you know, like a uh, stagecoach, we watched that with my, with my grandpa and we'd see these shows where there are these, you know, these rugged sort of, you know, um, these rugged men who are sort of challenged to do the right thing or not, you know what I mean? Challenged to be, right. you know, you're sort of given this, uh, this guy's a paragon and then there's sort of a really crummy sort of awful scummy guy. And then why does the guy, why does the good guy choose to be the good guy is the question of Westerns. They're simple, they're simple, simple things.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I mean, so you 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 basically just have a simple story where a lot of people who aren't really Star Wars fans could really jump on board and be like, OK, this is something that we could get into. I mean, who can't relate to a um, a person, you know, who are who has no type of relationship with anyone who happens want a child and gets endeared to that child or a little person? We've seen that in movies and, you know, um, the 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 alpha um, anti-hero or whatever is you know all gruff and tough. All of a sudden, you know, a child comes along, and you know he has to break down and actually care for this you know child, look after this child or whatever. Um, this is what we're seeing, and that's that's sort of endearing us to the Mandalorian in itself, because we already see how I guess cute <laughs> um the child is and everything. Um, and the stories, the the stories are simple. It doesn't involve you in 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 in, in Bog you down with a lot of lore, um, but it's enough for people who are fans, like I was saying before, to really get their cake and really eat it too. I,
0: I think that's a that's a great summary for what what I agree. I agree that this is just this is the type of show where they put a lot of money into it. They're doing the technical wizardry. We all know about the uh, the way they're doing the sort of three D volume production and how that is going to change. Uh, who knows maybe even the consumption of media in the next 20 years oh
1: uh, it, I highly recommend if you guys haven't seen it yet but di- the Disney plus has an eight episode um, making of the Mandal- Mandalorian really 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 good. It just goes into like um, all the special effects and how you know they really simplify the whole world within this this really you know bubble of um, effect shots. Where they didn't have to really travel outside of their zone in order to um outside of the stage set in order to film a lot of those scenes where you think that okay they're in the desert here you know so they must have filmed outside and there no it was a big you know studio with a bunch of lights and um projectors and stuff um um surrounded and and, and they're just filming everything <laughs> It's a really great. Um, if you're really into making of stuff, it's a really highly highly recommended thing on Disney Plus that they're showing right now.
0: All right, uh, awesome, mm-hmm. awesome, awesome, awesome. Uh, check that stuff out. Even get into the production stuff, or if you're just lazy like me, don't don't do that. <laughs> if you're lazy, uh, can't recommend uh, cannot recommend being lazy enough. Uh, can't do that. All right, guys. So so we're gonna we're gonna get get going here. Uh, it's a good good intro to. Uh, Mandalorian season two, check us out. I know they're going to be dropping the episodes, I think once a week. So you can check yep, us yep, here. Every Friday. Uh Friday. Probably they're going to drop on Friday. I imagine Saturday, most likely most of the time. Uh, check us here at the nerd cyclopedia channel on YouTube. Check us out at our website. Check us out on our feeds. Again, carbonite bounty BS is the name of this feed. And um, that's all I got. Any, you guys, any other final thoughts, Ken, any final thoughts?
2: Uh, just, just can't wait. I'm Super excited. Uh, got, got everything ready. Ready with uh, popcorn and uh, womp rats and and everything. I'm, I'm all set. Got everything
1: going. All right, guys. He's he, he's dressed for the occasion, guys. he is. He is. <laughs> all
0: right, everybody. Well, that's it for this week. You know, uh, we'll see you later. And hey, this is the way. This is Hi, the it's way. Here. All right. See you guys later.
1: Nerd